What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, in making the decision to start Mason Rudolph in today's game against the, the Seahawks, was there anything involved in that besides Kenny Pickett's health? You know, obviously, you know, uh, Mason played a really good game and you want to give him an opportunity to maybe build upon that and us to build upon that. That was the reason why we inserted him into the lineup. You know, we weren't going to continue to do similar things and hope for a different result. We needed to produce more points, score more touchdowns. We were able to do that. And so uh, I'm excited about the prospects of, of seeing what we can do uh, on, the south, on the second outing. Uh, in terms of Pickett's health, where is he now versus where he was at the same stage of last week's preparation? I think he's in a significantly better position. You know, I don't know the seriousness of the consideration a week ago. Um, he's in a much better place now. Uh, you've never been a coach with a short leash or a quick hook when it comes to the starting quarterback. But do you look at things differently uh, in a situation where the outcome of this game could be the difference between staying alive in the playoff race versus being all but mathematically eliminated? You know, it's 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 an impossibility to, to eliminate some of those var- variables from consideration in terms of decision-making. But – but I and we won't get out of character in regards to some of those things. Um, you know, we'll make the decisions that are best for us. Um, it's never really ridiculously complex for us, to be honest with you. Um, we don't make the simple complex. Uh, we try to position ourselves to win games in the next one. And so that will probably generally be our posture. Uh, after the win over the Bengals in the locker room, Miles Jack said, Obviously, it's no secret we were in the media for a lot of negativity, but I feel that as a team we answered. We stayed focused, got back to the basics, and handled what we needed to handle. That's the main thing. Uh, you personally were the focus of a lot of that negativity. Uh, did you ever get the sense that the players might have rallied around you as their coach? No. Um, you know, I'm not looking for that. Um, you know, we're not paid to talk. We're not paid to respond. We're play, paid to play and paid to play winning ball. And um, there's seven-day cycles uh, in our opportunities to state a case for ourselves. And so I've just educated our guys throughout the process that you don't win games Monday through Friday or Saturday. Um, and so although there could be things thrown about, commentary being said, that's what those people do. Um, we're in the in the competitors' business, um, and we talk with the quality of our play. And so, um, sometimes you gotta you gotta bite your tongue uh, and absorb negativity and wait for your next opportunity. And, and that's what I sense from the group. Um, and, but that's business as usual for us. Um, we don't wait for negativity to happen or for us to be in those circumstances for an opportunity to educate. Um, it's not about what we say in this business or how we respond to criticism or what we have to say in response to criticism. It's about how we perform. Uh, so far this season, Chris Boswell has been successful on 25 of 27 field goal attempts for a percentage of 95.7, with his only misses being one from 61 yards and one from 45 yards. 
What is your level of confidence in him? It's extremely high, but not only because of the of the statistics that you mentioned this year, but his body of work. Um, I think it's been about nine years or so we've been together, um, and that ball's went, gone through the uprights quite a bit in those nine years. And so, um, obviously, there's a lot more pressing issues and circumstances that I can stay up late at night worrying about uh, as opposed to Chris Boss. Uh, how's his range determined for a particular game in a particular venue? You know, he has such a steady demeanor. He doesn't respond to environmental things. Man, I think generally, you know, it's 60 and we work from there. Um, I've just gotten to that point with him. Um, he's not an emotional guy. He's an inexperienced guy. Um, really comfortable with him. Um you know, the environmental components of the decision-making are really secondary. So you would never ask him? I mean, because he would always say, yes, that's what I was kind of getting at. He, 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 he will, he'll, he'll ask you to back it up. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Um, he'll he'll want to take a delay a game to put five additional yards on it. Uh, but that's the type of mentality that you want from a guy in that position. Boswell's touchback percentage on kickoffs is 72.3%. Would it be your pre- preference that every kickoff results in a touchback? Depending on circumstance, um, sometimes matchup-related things, schematics of the week, um, field positioning component. If a return team is highly penalized in the return game, make, maybe you make them play there in an effort to, to challenge them in that way. Um, if their primary returner is not dev- available, uh, if you're spraying the ball, um, environmental things. And so um, there, there are a variety of variables that come into the decision-making process from that standpoint. Today's opponent, the Seattle Seahawks, are coached by Pete Carroll. And when you broke into the NFL first as an assistant coach in 2001 before being hired by the Steelers in 2007, he was at USC. What do you remember about pro days there or just generally the way he ran that program in terms of how it produced NFL prospects? Uh, he, he ran it like a pro operation. Obviously, he had, he had, had pro coaching experience. And um, actually, I went out there to visit several times. Um, he and my boss, Monty Kiffin, who was our defensive coordinator, were really good friends. Monty Kiffin had been the head coach at NC State years ago, and I think Pete was his defensive coordinator. And so they had a, a, a shared background and shared philosophical approach to ball. Oftentimes, Pete and his defensive staff would come out to Tampa and visit with us. We would go to L.A. and visit with them. Uh, I remember the first time I met Troy Palomalu, I think maybe he was a sophomore. And um, we were sitting around talking ball, and Troy walked through the office, and Pete said, hey, Mike, you're going to want to know this guy right here. And he introduced me to Troy. Troy was probably about 19 years old, for example. And so um, those waters run deep. Um, He ran it like a pro operation. I think it made it attractive to kids. I know during that block of time, man, the guys that came out of there were pro-ready in terms of being able to absorb schematics and and the things of that nature and just the flow of a day. Um, I thought it was a winning edge for him in terms of developing that program and some of the things that they were able to accomplish. And, and definitively, I think it was a it, it was an asset to the players that came through there. Did you ever see one of those competition Tuesdays that he used to have? I mean, those were famous in that supposedly all starting jobs were up for grabs every Tuesday and you'd practice. And um, Yeah, you know, that wasn't necessarily foreign to me. Um, that's, you know, that was, that was really in vogue, man, back during the time I was in college football, that was kind of standard. That was, you know, it is really a throwback approach. That's, that's probably less attractive today. 
Um, but that was just the way college football was years ago, man. Uh, every Tuesday started anew. Um, you might as well, you know, put a put a sticker with your name on the put a, 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 ta- a strip of tape with your name on the front of your helmet on Tuesday because uh, that was just the mentality. A couple of former Steelers defensive players, cornerback Artie Burns and inside linebacker Devin Bush, have roles within Seattle's defense. In preparing for this game against the Seahawks, what have you seen from Burns and Bush in how they're being utilized and how they're performing? You know, um, Artie has gotten a lot of work because Witherspoon has missed some time, and he's been been their primary nickel. Um, he didn't play inside when he was here, and so it's great to see the the intellectual growth and versatility in guys. Um, extending their career, adding value to what they bring to people that they work with. And really the same thing for Devin. Uh, I've seen him play some linebacker. I've also seen him play um, in what they term big nickel. Um, Jamal Adams has missed some time here in recent weeks. And I've seen Devin Bush playing uh, big nickel in his position and getting some exposure there. And so uh, proud of those guys, particularly from a versatility standpoint, making themselves useful and viable uh, for their football team. Uh, earlier in the week, Pete Carroll said this about Devin Bush. He's got a great chance to play a lot this week. He'll be fired up for that. That's something that just juices guys up, and I totally respect that, and I like honoring that because it's meaningful. It means something. Is it your experience that NFL players get juiced up when they go against their former team? Oh, oh certainly. I'm sure, I'm sure they do. Um, the familiarity component, um, just the, the respect component, um, no question. Um, we'll expect to get his best and, and their best, uh, and, and I definitively understand um, Pete's mindset and attitude regarding that, but make no mistake, if, if Pete had Brooks available, he'd be playing Brooks. For the sixth time and for the third year in a row, Cam Hayward is the Steelers' nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is given annually as recognition for the combination of a player's community service as well as excellence on the field. Uh, You're around Cam every day. Could you explain why he is a worthy candidate and would be a deserving winner? You know, Cam just has, uh, first of all, he just embraces what comes with being him. Um, He's a gracious and giving guy. Uh, but he just also just has a unique relationship with this community. Um, this is his mother and his grandparents' community. Um, there's a deeper connection um, for him in this community, and I think he just conducts himself in that way. Um, he's engaged. The community is not foreign to him. He's not foreign to the community. Um, he is out and about and highly involved, and so um, – it is not surprising to any of us that he's been recognized in that way, particularly repeatedly. He's uniquely special repeatedly. Is he a pace setter in those areas for this team, this franchise? With, without a doubt. And, and, you know, I think he wears that in such a natural way. I don't know that it's an outward agenda of his. It's just who he is and, and where he's from. And so it, it's meaningful to him. That's the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers Podcast Network that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.